Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Well, hello and welcome back to, welcome back or welcome for the first time to the Misfit Messengers podcast. Uh, we are on episode number 11. Wow. There's a lot of weeks of recording and getting together, but hey, I appreciate the fact that every week or even this this time, Multiple times in one week, we get to uh, get together, Amanda, and chat. And I think sometimes we talk more off the off the podcast than we do on the podcast. But that I appreciate uh, that friendship and the ability to do that. So thanks for thanks for that. So anytime, in case you're wondering, we talked 49 minutes <laughs> before before we've uh, before we hit record. <laughs> But it's good. That's that's what it's about. Having hey, someone. Yeah, we needed to catch up. We, you know, stuff has happened, and and also not just stuff. So sometimes, you know, in our conversations, it's that's the one thing I love about having conversations with you, Amanda, is that it's not just like, oh, this happened this week. It's man, I was thinking about this deep, heavy topic, and these are my thoughts, and then you bounce <laughs> off each other and like dig in and dive in and think about the hard things because I mean, I think back to um, Proverbs where it says uh, man sharpens man as, or iron sharpens iron as man sharpens man. And the, the point kind of being that, that we grow because of interactions with people and we grow because of conversations with people and conversations that aren't just listening for how can I jump on this? How can I, how can I, like, especially when you disagree, although we don't generally disagree, we sometimes do, but where we're listening for understanding, we're listening to glean information and knowledge and, and desiring to, to kind of add to our, our skills, our knowledge, our maturity, um, in order to be better servants of Jesus, right? Like what I love about good friendships. And, and I hope that, you know, you guys listening, Man, I hope that you guys, especially as adults, right? Adult friendships are so hard, right? We have our lives and we lead our separate lives. And like, you know, I've got my stuff going on. You got your stuff going on. And it takes so much intentionality Mm. that going. Because otherwise it's easy to just like, oh yeah, I haven't talked to them in weeks. I haven't talked to them in months. Oh man, how old are your kids again? (laughs) Like time just (laughs) flies if you're not. Um, somebody once told me that, uh, you, you shouldn't let your life control you because then it will. And like, you won't you just, it'll fly by and you won't do what you want to do because you let life control you. You have to control yeah. your life. And That's- yeah, I see that, especially at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Life controls us, but, but we got to. We got to take back the reins, make it purposeful. Anyway, uh, we did talk about, though, that you had a a favorite scripture verse in Proverbs, and I had shared mine a few weeks ago, and I figure let's start there and see where the conversation takes us. So where? Sure. Yeah. So Proverbs 3, 1 through, let's just say 4. So this is kind of the before the really famous, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart, rightly not on your own, own understandings and all we acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. That's a lot of people's favorite. Um, and it, but it, it um, I like context, right? Uh, context <laughs> not is not that, context is I, king. Yes. I feel like I might've sounded like people who like that 
don't have context, but no, they you know, do. They do. It's, it's good. It's those it's, are good. It's verses. A good solid verse. Absolutely. Um. So it just starts out and says, "Just my son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandment commands." For the length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Good heavens, what translation do you have? Oh, sorry. I'm a, I am wanted. To, I grabbed a Bible. New King James. <laughs> That's awesome. A wordy. A That's wordy. awesome. What is your say? What do you have? I have... I have the NIV and this is what it says. Not that that was bad. I just was like, oh man, that's, that's some wordy stuff. It says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. So, yeah. wow, that's some good stuff. Yes. And, um, it just makes me think. So I, um, sometimes I, I, I consider myself a law abiding rebel. <laughs> I know. Interesting. Um, um, can you but, elaborate on that? A law abiding rebel. Okay. Um, and <laughs> kind of what I mean by that is I, I have, I'm totally fine with following rules that make sense. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. and I am totally fine ignoring rules that don't make sense understood if any of my superiors are listening i stand by what i said <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah just but but the idea of what is god's law and i and i spent a lot of my time avoiding god's law because i thought it was dumb okay right and so the idea of clinging on to what is true mm -hmm. and what is true is true despite my thoughts on it, right? So if scripture says this and I'm thinking this over here, I'm the one off center. Scripture is not the one off center. Mm. And so that whole concept, this is one of the first verses that really when I was reading, reading the Bible as a Christian, because I had read the Bible as a not Christian, right? Interesting. mostly to Interesting. mostly to weaponize it and this is a different story but it's true I, so i would read it to like know enough to make christians i knew look stupid uh -huh. so i would <laughs> okay so but when i would when i read it as a christian this was actually the first because i just opened it up right you just yeah. open it up, like give me some knowledge jesus um and, <laughs> and this is this is what this is what i read like with new eyes right don't forget my law let your heart keep the commandments because it's going to make your life more fulfilling and give you peace mm -hmm. right and when it says prolonging i don't think it necessarily means years although it can because it's wise mm -hmm. but the biggest the bigger part was it'll bring you peace to know mm -hmm. god's truth and then the part of mercy and truth, don't let them forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. And I think I'm a stubborn person and I need to have the law of God 
in front of me, tangibly, physically, I need to have them on me or I will put them into a drawer. Mm. And like, oh, that was an and then every so often I might open it up and say, oh, that that's nice. I should I should remember to love people today. Yeah. <laughs> but if I have this giant dumbbell on my thing saying love people. Right. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. I'm picking up what you're laying down there. Yeah. I, I'm and, understanding. Um, and then it says, you know, do you, what's the big answer that most people have, Jenny, when they come to you for counseling? They often want to know, what does God want for me? Yep. What does God want for my, and I've never met a pastor that didn't have that same thing. That right. What does God want for my life? What is his plan? This is it. To love his commandments and to keep them. To keep love and mercy and truth at the forefront of what you're doing mm -hmm. and then you won't go wrong right if mercy love truth are at the forefront if that's the lens of the glasses that you're looking through mm -hmm. then you're not likely to steer down an ungodly path True. now when they get put into a drawer oh absolutely then sure yeah whatever but that's so that's why when I try to remember how what does God want for my life what does he want for me um that's the thing I always go back to yep well and so last week I preached on um, actually from first Corinthians uh but how running the race right not all runners who run the race win right only runners mm -hmm. who you know, do a good, I'm going to just butcher that. So what I, but my point, my illustration, because, you know, I love, I love building with, with Legos. And my illustration was I had, I had two cars. One of the cars was built and complete. The other car was in pieces in a container. Mm -hmm. I said, what car would win the race? The built one. The built one. Why? Because all the pieces are being used and in the right places and it's ready to go. This one has all the same pieces, all, all there, but they're not being used the right way. They're in a box on a shelf. Mm -hmm. And I, everybody was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm like, oh, that's God guys. But, but I, it's the same thing, right? Like you love, love God, love, love others, right? That's, when we when we boil it down to its simplest form when jesus says but, what's the most important thing? and the best way to do that is through god's law mm -hmm. now what um, do you mean, now what do you mean by god's law i mean um the 10 commandments i mean his rules for can you hear that giant banging from my ceiling i i could Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. You have kids. I mean, um, I don't know that it, the recording picked it up, but I heard it. It's okay. okay. My children are apparently learning to clog upstairs. That's what... Um, Can what I have I've, a show now, now later? Yes. Clogging. Actually, I do own clogs. Of that course. I, of course you do. That I made in a crafting class once. You, you made clogs? Yes, I did. I did. Wow. Yeah. You have such an interesting life. Anyway, um, <laughs> and they have been put into a drawer and uh, not seen again. I actually recently oh. found them. Oh, um, so I was, <laughs> and I was like, I remember when I did 
didn't have children and I had free time to take a wooden clog making class. Not what we're talking about. God's law. Um, <laughs> um, just kind of his his establishment for life. How kind of a how now shall we live? Mm, yeah. Um, okay. And I even take I even take the Ten Commandments for example. And I said I have never met a lying, adulterous, um, coveting um, thief? person thief who is ha- is living a happy and fulfilled life never ever ever met one do they can they feel good in the moment sure because sin does feel good or else people wouldn't do it yeah. absolutely <laughs> absolutely um but i've never met a person who's like i'm totally satisfied with how my life is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and god has given us i do believe all of the tools to live at peace with him and with each other if we write them on our hearts right. use them as our lens yeah all right all right i think of as you were talking a couple things occurred to me one was it, we can live at peace with god and with others as long as it is uh, controlling our side of things right mm-hmm. yes yes um because at the end of the day some people will not live in peace with you period it's got nothing to do with you. It's got to do with them and, and their situation. Huh? It just reminded me of this sweet story. I don't know if it's a sweet story. Um, it is, though. So there, at my dad's church growing up, there was this very, very sweet older man. He was like, he, he looked almost like an elf. He was like four foot two. Wow. Just big guy, big ears, just like this. He looked like he was born old, like he just has always existed as an old person. And, um, and he was just always so nice. And um, through some controversy I'm not going to go into, but there were people picketing the church. Okay. It kind of was a misunderstanding mostly, but this is what happened. And um, we didn't live that far from the church. And I would see him when I'm riding my bike around, always over wherever the protesters were. And he just was this little, like, old man self. And he's just always smiling. He had, like, lemonade or cookies or whatever. And he's just like... And I remember asking him, um, his name was J- Mr. Jerry. And I said, Mr. Jerry, how can, and they're like yelling at him and stuff. And he's just smiling. And I said, Mr. Jerry, how do you do that? And he says, oh, sweetie, I just turned off my hearing aids. <laughs> oh, hilarious. <laughs> I just always, I don't know. That just, I think I was probably 15 or so. Yeah. And um, it just always stuck with me. Like, I just. I'm just going to keep on loving and I'm just going to turn off my hearing aids right to the, there is, there are some sermon analogies out of that. Yeah. <laughs> like who are you listening to? Turn oh, off and your... he, oh, whew, he, was a good, he was such a good guy. I went to his funeral and him and his wife, um, they were unable to have kids, mm. but at the funeral, there was gosh, hundreds of people, this simple guy. He worked. Oh gosh. at like a CVS or a Walgreens, like nothing. Okay. Yeah, you know, one of those guys who like worked there for fifty-two years or whatever, you know, um, nothing remarkable about him in the world's eyes, but he mm-hmm. knew he knew what it meant to keep God's law. And at his funeral, these whatever, just two hundred people, we could barely even fit in the church. Um, all these guys were wearing fishing man fisherman hats, okay. like one hundred and fifty guys in fisherman hats, and. Um, 
someone got up and said, I'm wondering, I bet you some of you are wondering about the hats. And I was like, yep, I'm one of the people. And he said that Jerry would kind of pick a, a teen or a young adult a year and go fishing with them every Saturday. Wow. And, uh, and just spoke the truth into the, and, and he just was the kind of guy you just sat with and you could talk if you want or not, if you want. And, but the impact that this, this little man's quiet life had, I think is, has been one of the most influential people, even though I wasn't even saved yet. Just yeah. his idea of, I, I really think he, he understood how to treat people with God. He didn't scream back at people. Mm-hmm. He didn't lord over the truth over them. Mm-hmm. Um, he just smiled and brought cookies and turned off his hearing aids when he had to. Yeah. And took guys fishing. Wow. Wow. That's he'll be he'll be cool to see in heaven again. I think. Absolutely. Man. What a testimony. What what a testimony. And I'm like, that's what I want for my funeral. Not that I've ever liked <laughs> ever but something i don't know what i don't know what people will bring their clogs i'll start a i'll start a <laughs> start a clogging clogging group take one teenager every saturday in the start saturday we're making clogs and <laughs> something something but each to each their own right like right, that's, that's right of the, of the churches that we're not all the same but as you were talking i was thinking back to a bible study that i did here in manitowoc and i at one point in one evening um, I don't remember the context, except that I talked about how um, I asked the question, I posed the question. It seems like a silly question, but why do we obey speed limits? So, so in the neighborhoods in, in Manitowoc, you're supposed to drive 25 miles an hour. So that's, that's the speed limit. And so I said, why do you obey the speed limit? And w- everyone, everyone, so you don't get a speeding ticket. So you don't get caught. So you don't, you speeding tickets are expensive. I said, well, that's one way to look at it. It's certainly, that's one of the reasons it's there and, and they enforce it is so that people who would not otherwise follow the speed limit get fined and maybe learn to follow the speed limit. But I said, how about if we looked at it, not as a speed limit that we follow, so we don't get caught not doing it and get fined, but how about we see it as the reason it's 25 miles an hour right there it's because it's driving through a neighborhood with small children and pets and we're driving that slow because we love our neighbors enough to pay attention in case one of those small children were to run across. And if we were going 35, we would not have the time mm-hmm. to stop. And they're like, oh, <laughs> and I said, yeah. If we, if we change our perspective on why we follow rules, I think mm-hmm. we would understand God's law a little better. God's law, and I'm not talking about some of the Levitical, civil, religious rituals, mm-hmm. but like the, the stuff that, you know, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do not commit murder. Do not commit adultery. Those laws weren't there to restrict people's behavior solely. I mean, mm-hmm. that's on the list. Certainly that's, just like speed limits are there and enforced to keep you honest because you wouldn't otherwise, right? Many people wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Otherwise. Mm-hmm. But if we understood them from the perspective of I am doing these knots 
these knots of the Bible, like do not do this, do not do that, do not do this because I love God and because I love my neighbor, as opposed to I'm not doing it because it says it's wrong and I'll get caught and get in trouble. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think it, oh, yeah. our perspective into a, the positive things as opposed to just a list of do nots, because that's such a, we can get caught up in this. Like, well, you're hinging your, oh, what is this word? I can't come up with it. You're, you're restricting my freedoms. No, I'm giving you the freedom to learn how to better love your neighbor. Like this is in place to remind you to love your neighbor. This is in place to remind you to love God. And I think we just follow it better if we did that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I meant that's with my toddler right now who um, really is, he's three, but he's getting too cool for mom's hand in the street. Too cool, okay. huh? At three? Wow. Yeah, at three. Wow. You know, They're he's so fast. strong, independent young man. And he really hates being held or having his hand held in the middle of a parking lot or the street or some other place. Now, every time I have to pick him up, usually while he is screaming and throwing a fit and wailing and getting boogery. And he's like, let me walk, let me walk, let me walk. But I know because I'm smarter and wiser and more knowledgeable about such things um, that he is as very likely to not pay attention because he's three to his surroundings and be much easier to be swept up by a car. Right. Cause some people go really fast in the street or the parking lot. Um, And every time I am sure in his little brain, he is not thinking mommy's doing this because she wants me safe. Right. He's thinking I'm restricting his freedom. I'm restricting his movement. How dare I ruin his autonomous moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's just because, and, and, and like you said, um, when he, my, my 11 year old does not need to hold my hand in the street because he does know how to watch his surroundings, right? He has matured into that. And sometimes God's law is like that, right? What is, what does Paul say? Everything might be permissible, but is it beneficial? Right. Right. That's a thing for the mature. Can you do this thing? I guess is, but you should know whether or not it's going to actually be helpful or harmful right. to you. Right. Absolutely. Um, and that's a thing for the wise. So um, sometimes when people are new, it's just kind of a big blanket. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. You know, until we get um, enough of God's laws written on our hearts that we're, we're become second nature mm-hmm. to say, um, I don't have to worry about where the sin line is because I am living a perfectly good thing over here, right? In this right. far away from it. I'm not, I'm not worried about tiptoeing the line because I'm so far away from it that I can walk as free as a bird. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Versus people who try to walk the tightrope of sin and not sin. Right. And then their freedom is actually not taken away by God, but taken away mm-hmm. by their sin. Exactly. Oh, I just think about the Sabbath, for example, right? Jesus got so frustrated with the Sabbath because yep. people made all these rules about it, which became really 
restrictive and not and you're so afraid of not sitting that you can't rest correct because what if i took one step too many what if i i don't remember what all the laws are but you know if i tripped and crawled right or someone came to help me or whatever any number of things that yeah were suddenly this would be considered work yeah you it was no longer the freedom right of rest to rest i mean the whole point of sabbath is just amazing actually no ancient near eastern culture had a day of rest like this was a foreign concept they were known as weirdos that's my word but like strange peculiar unique people strange people because they would stop their work for an entire day like nobody did that you didn't have time to do that Think about how arduous labor was. Like we think of it no big deal because we have two-day weekends here in the United States. In other countries, they work shorter weeks even. And we don't understand the concept of having to work arduously each day to find food, get food, get water, mm-hmm. prepare the water, prepare the food. Um, you, know, you know, I think I'm reading this book right now on, and it's set in the 1700s of the United States. And these guys live this family lives on a farm in the, in the mountains of North Carolina. And like each day has a list of things, because if you don't do it, you're going to die in winter. Right. So mm-hmm. they, they're making candles and they're making um, their own, like they're making sure they get honey. They're making sure that they put like they make butter. They, you know, have to have milk each day. They're making cheese, all of these things that take up the entirety of their day right? Mm-hmm. So the concept place that that was 1700s place that several thousand years earlier, mm-hmm. the concept of stopping for 24 hours mm-hmm. from, from making sure that you could survive the next day and the next week and the next month was insanity. You didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You lost an entire day that you can't do that, except it was an entire day once a week. And it was a reminder from God, I am your provision. This trust me, trust me enough to stop. Trust me enough to rest. And we have taken Sabbath and well, messed it up entirely. And obviously in Jesus day, they messed it up entirely too, because Jesus was constantly talking about hey the sabbath was made for man not man for the sabbath mm-hmm. anyway i could go on a long whew, i've done a lot of looking into sabbath and how important it is to trust god to stop mm-hmm. just be present in him and that for us in the 21st century Western culture is hard because we don't stop. We don't slow down. We don't, we, we keep our schedule busy and then complain that we don't have any time for anything. Well, we did it to ourselves. Well, and then, and then fatigue is a badge of honor. Uh, correct. correct. Cause I mean, I, I, am so I've started to play a little game whenever, um, okay. I'm yeah, I'm starting to play a game whenever I'm in with people in the same sphere of life that i'm in um and then i'm in a collection of them yeah how many people um get involved in the well i'm more tired than you game ah yes 
Um, and I, I tally up points and I have um, grandmasters in my head, but I won't name them. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but sometimes I do that too, right? You're like, oh, okay. you're busy. Oh, that reminds me of this time that I'm busy. And here's why I'm more busy than you are. And uh, yada, yada, yada. And I would yeah. say I would never couch it in those terms. But I might say, oh man, this week has just been so arduous. Yeah. Yeah. But it is often a badge of honor. And to be fair, like, let's be, let's be honest and real. There are seasons, right? Oh, sure. Um, You know, I think back to, I grew up on a farm. I think back to two, two seasons in the farm year that are particularly like more like busier than others, right? Is planting season and harvest season. And these make sense that they're busier, right? There's only so much time to get your seed in the ground. You you got to get it in at a certain time. Otherwise, it's going to be, it's not going to be ready to go before snow falls, right? So you've, so, and, and you might have weeks of rain where you can't get in the field to plant. So let's say it dries up enough and you see rain in the forecast again, you like, you might have to plant all your fields in 24 hours because otherwise well and we were a pretty small farm compared to some of the big big farms um that exist now but you might be working your from from all hours and take a nap because you've got to get it in before the next rain say because you're you're coming up on the crunch deadline where you got to get the crops in the ground second second time was harvest right for the exact same reason you Mm -hmm. have this amount of time to get all those crops back out of the field. Now, some seasons were a little less hectic than others, right? If the weather cooperated, if the weather was good and you can kind of do it where it was normal working hours, like sunrise to sunset kind of a thing. Great. But there are times when you couldn't like snow was in the forecast. It was going to freeze or, you know, whatever, or you have a breakdown and you're trying to get your, your machinery working again. But all that to say, when it wasn't those times, you were still busy, but it, you figured out how to, to have those rhythms of, of slowing down those rhythms of, I'm going to take a day. And it was great in the summertime, if it rained and you couldn't really be out, if it was too muddy to be out, you know, picking rock or walking beans or whatever, and you could go to museums. So we did that growing up and I loved it. Go to a cave or go to a wherever. And we had time because it wasn't this crazy hectic schedule. And we have this in our positions, we have this similar seasons of crazy, right? But are we intentional out of that season? I mean, we can be intentional in the season too. Like Christmas time, you can be intentional. You might not get a Sabbath day, right? Mm -hmm. But could you have, could you stop for two hours? Mm -hmm. Could you stop for four hours? Could you delegate so that you can stop for four hours? Some people can say yes. And some people can say right now, that's not an option. Okay. How can you work towards that being an option? Are there things you can put in place to make that an option? Or I know other people who don't want to because they're, they, they want, they want to be that busy. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But, you know, okay, so, and I've been talking a lot here, but back several years ago, 
no, maybe, maybe like 13 or 14 at this point. It's amazing how time flies. Uh, I, I was working like three jobs at one point. And um, the reason I did it, one, because I, I wanted to earn some extra money. I was paying off some debt, some college loans and stuff. But secondarily, I felt, I'm like, dude, I'm young. I can do this. I can work three jobs and take a nap. And that's basically what I did. I, I had like a four hour nap a day. But what I found is that that was not sustainable long-term, right? Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't keep doing that. You can't keep um, the deficiting your, your sleep, your rest. And so, but the nice thing was I knew it, I knew it had an end date. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I knew that at X time it was, it was going to be over. So I managed, but if that's life and you don't have like, it's going to end on this Friday. And so I can do this because it's a season and we can push through because right this second in this rhythm, I got to do this. Then are you, I don't know. Are you trusting God? And I hate to ask that, but, and I'm asking myself, you know, I had to ask myself the same question. I was a Christian then like, am I trusting God with this or am I feeling like I need to do it on my own? Hmm. Because I feel like that's why we toil. So there's a fabulous, um, fabulous podcast by Bible Project um, on Sabbath. They have several episodes, actually, I think like seven or eight. And the point of Sabbath was to stop your toil, your self-sustaining toil. I just like the word toil as well. But anyway, your self-sustaining work. The point of Sabbath was to stop doing it for yourself. And in that rest, in that stopping, to trust that God would provide. Hmm. Wow. And I wouldn't even, I didn't even think we'd like, I was not intending to have a conversation about Sabbath, but it came up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had a thought and I lost it. Oh, dang. <laughs> it was okay. Um, but yeah, that, that rest equals, equals into into trust mm-hmm. um but also and, real rest yes yeah. um and i think about toil so i think about myself sometimes when i when i'm toiling it's because i have i have this ingrained ingrained you know notion that um if i don't i fail god so that's kind oh. of one of those Mm -hmm. ingrained do more do better as the army saying goes that and better will do Uh um (laughs) you know which everyone goes uh you know but (laughs) but Uh yeah um but this idea but that's such such a it's such a lie (laughs) um right because god god didn't make us you know as the saying goes human doers he made us human beings right um um, but he he created us for relationship, mm-hmm. not to be little work machines for him and his cosmic cog, um, right? Because right? he is he is the one who is the sustainer, um, and we can and and back to all the way back to um, Proverbs three, um, two we we have peace. Mm-hmm. Following following God's law leads to long long um days and peace in them mm-hmm. and uh right and i and i don't think anything more of, of what 
I'd rather have in God is just a a peaceful life with him. Mm-hmm. The kind of peace that surpasses understanding and it doesn't isn't dependent on what is happening on my outside sphere. Mm-hmm. But just to know, I know that there's a God and I know that he has a plan and I'm going to work hard for him. But that is not my only role. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, peace is such a such an important thing in a needed thing in the world, right? But I always somebody once told me, and I don't know who it was. I wish I could remember who it was. I hear all these great things, and I'm like, oh man, I got to remember the sources. But <laughs> that you can't have peace in the world until you have peace in yourself. Mm-hmm. And um. And we don't, even when we, that's like, when I said real rest, you know, stopping isn't sufficient, right? Because like a day where you just like sit at home and watch the TV, is that Sabbath rest? Like it, it might be for some people, right? Or peace where you look calm on the outside, but inside you're like roar, you know, just tumultuous but you have that calm, cool, collected facade. Oh, she looks at peace. You saw my heart. You'd maybe know a different story. That's where the, you know, as you said, the peace that surpasses understanding that peace that doesn't make sense. The peace that, that Mr. Jerry had mm-hmm. one of those protesters. And he's like, don't worry. I just turn off my, my hearing aids. And yeah, going back to that, that's, we do need to sometimes turn off our hearing aids, mm. like turn off, turn off the noise of the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's one of the reasons I love going to Lake Michigan and just, especially when there's no one else there and it's just Cooper and I, and we just sit and like, you just listen to those waves or the seagulls in the background. <laughs> um, and you just kind of breathe. Right. And just let, the Holy spirit give comfort and peace and rest. And it's just like, I think every time I kind of get that way, I think back to Elijah, you know, and he, he has that amazing Mount Carmel, like just thing. And then he runs in front of a chariot all the way back. (laughs) And then he ends up, ends up on this mountain. Um, and he's tired and, I mean, some ravens come and feed him. It's just the craziest story in the whole world. And then yeah, he's just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm the only one who loves you. Just let me die now. Right. 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 And then God's like, oh, come on here, take a nap and eat some food, which <laughs> yeah. is such a like, yes, please take a nap, eat some food. You're fine. Um, but then, you know, where is God? So God, you know, there's this big earthquake and there's a big storm and there's a big fire and then there's. A, a, a light breeze, if you will, a, a, a still small voice. Um, and I think sometimes we want and expect God to show up in the big storm, right? Or the, and, and he does, but he does in a way often, not always, God can show up in big, big, mighty ways and knock our socks off. And I think there's scriptural evidence of that, but but oftentimes he shows up in that still small voice. The thing that when I, I think back to a couple Christmases ago and I was getting all stressed out and then 
all of a sudden I heard this little whisper, calm down. You'll get through it. It's just you know, like, don't, I don't remember. Ex- I remember calm down and, and you'll get through it. But then there's another thing that was kind of whispered. And I, I always took it as this was God. Cause I immediately went from like a level hundred of stress and mass chaos to like nothing. Like it was just instantaneous. It was amazing. God, his Holy spirit just came over, but where like, it's like, I got this. It's not, you're making more of a deal of this than it needs to be. It, it, it'll, we'll get through it. Like, this is just a day, you know, it's, it's not, you're not splitting the atom. You're not, you know, no one's life is on the line. Um, it, it's okay. Like just breathe, just <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, one time, uh, well, you know, I was at camp, uh, and, uh, I was, I was struggling there for a hot minute. And so I walked, I walked away a little bit, took some deep breaths and was like, I, I was, I was, it was hot. I was miserable. It was, I was cranky. And that's the, I guess here's, here's the thing about like learning maturity is had it been 20 years ago, I would not have been able to like walk away and get myself calmed down. Mm. I, I wouldn't have been, I would have been cause I, I was hot and cranky and circumstances can play into that, right? Where your circumstances are such that you're like letting them control you instead of controlling yourself in the midst of circumstances. And so, you know, I kind of walked away a little bit, took some water cause I was hot and getting a little cranky about some stuff. Prayed because that will, that's never wrong. Okay. Praying never wrong, never wrong to, to stop and pray. And was like, look, reacting the way you're thinking about reacting is not going to solve the heat. It's not going to solve your tiredness. It's not going to solve the fact that you didn't get enough sleep last night. It's not going to solve the fact that, you know, the kids are being kids. So what, what can you control? What is controllable in this moment? My reaction is controllable. Mm-hmm. And part of me was like, oh my gosh, like I have matured. I guess I'm I'm getting better. Like, because I could see it. I could see the progress, like this, like how it worked, right? And 20 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, I don't know that I would have been able to like had the maturity to just stop. Hmm. What's controllable? My reaction and my attitude are entirely controllable. So control it already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Eat a little food, take a nap, look at it a different way. Right. Anyway. Wow. Good stuff. Well, friend, holy cow. We have talked farther longer than I thought we have. Um, that's good though. It's, it's all good. I have heard good, good feedback that people don't mind the length. So I'm good. I'm glad about that, but yeah. Um, Good conversation. Thanks. Thanks, Amanda. Well, thank you, Jenny. Like, I don't even, I don't even care if people listen to this one. Like we could, this could have just been like you and me talking the 49 minutes before we even hit record (laughs) because like, I feel smarter and like blessed from our conversation. I hope other people do too. Cause like, I feel like we had, had hit some good topics and yeah. So go, go get some rest. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to go to the dog park. <laughs> so I'm going to feed Cooper and we're going to go to the dog park. 
So my my kid is having a sleepover so that they entertain each other. And so they what? They entertain each other. Yes, and which is great. Me. That's right. the that's the the secret plan. <laughs> the secret plan. Kids kids have sleepovers so they self entertain. Yeah, with their friends. That's awesome. All right. Well, well, friend, we'll have to do this soon. Um, as we will. I mean, this is this is a thing as, now. As every week. <laughs> every week, at least once, if not a couple times. But all right. And we will have guests again. And feel free to give us feedback as you guys are listening. If you have any thoughts or comments or just whatever, just reach out to us. Um, we're reachable. Uh, if you don't know how to get a hold of us, you can always reach out on Facebook. Or there is on a lot of the podcast apps, there's options for comments and things like that as well. So um, yeah, if you ever want to get a hold of us and have a chat but uh, in the meantime god blesses us why so we can be a blessing to others so we'll catch you guys uh next time take care